I want to pray for you a certain way I'm in a series right now, Winning the War of Your Minds. How many of you know where your battleground is? Where's your battleground? Right between your ears, right above your eyes, right here and right here. There's a battleground. And uh, we, we've been discussing that, and I'm going to continue that today with reframing. I actually call it frame, framed, and reframing. Framed, framed, and reframing. So I want to pray a certain way. I felt like the Holy Spirit asked me to pray a certain way for you as we go into this, this time of, of God's Word. So Father, I do pray, Holy Spirit, for a breaking free in people's life, a breaking through in people's life, and a breaking out in people's life. Jesus, I thank you that it's your anointing that breaks the yoke, and I pray that you would move mightily in here, even as we talk about strongholds, mindsets, framing, reframing. I just pray that you breathe upon the chambers of our hearts and our minds today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, what, what frame are you looking through? What frame do you look through in life? The frame that you look through probably has been established from your past, uh, from your DNA, from your family of origin, not so much of the family that you're in now, but the family that you were raised in, that would be a family of origin. All those things impact our frame or frame of thought, our frame of mind, culture, race, uh, trauma, drama mama, <laughs> patty, daddy, caddy, whatever. I find that there's so many things that impacts our frame of thinking, like a father's wound, for example, I, I've counseled people for many years, and you find that a daddy's wound goes really deep in the area of verbal abuse or sexual abuse or physical abuse, rejection, so forth and so on. Really impactful to how people look and view life. And, and I believe that uh, God wants to touch those areas uh, because it's important. Because it's, it's how we're going to face authority or how we view authority, how we view Father God in heaven. Uh, it may, your frame will be established also by a religious background. Uh, how you were raised in church, church that you were raised in. You know, I was raised in a very traditional church. I, I saw hypocrisy. Nothing has changed. Uh, two ways of living, living on the weekend and living throughout the week or living on Sunday and living a different way during the week. Very impactful of how you frame life. I remember hearing the discussion or the, uh, a statement being said, uh, talking about the new pastor that was in church that they didn't like the way that he walked. Uh, comparing to the old pastor that used to be there, something like that. So I, I've had to reframe my thinking when, it's, when it comes to local church. I've done that. Maybe you were framed by someone else. I think our frames can be framed. Like, for example, you got framed, and all of a sudden, that being you framed or, or, or accused of something, uh, it will impact the way that you view life. In, in 1983, I was in a, in a small college in Hartsville, South Carolina. You may know Darlington 500. Three people, okay. In that college, there is uh, Coker College, a little private college in, in the spring of 83. Uh, there was probably many things that I did wrong. I was living, running with the devil back then and crazy. I probably should have been kicked out for many things, but I got kicked out of the college for something that I didn't do. 
And so I'm in the restroom, and the guy beside me, partying with me, decides to rip the sink off the wall. I didn't do it. If I did it, I'd tell you. But I didn't do it. But I walked out of the bathroom. Someone saw me walk out of the bathroom. Dean Hartzog brings me into his office that week. And it wasn't my first time in his office. And uh, he kicked me out of the college forever. And it kind of broke my heart because I didn't do it this time. I hadn't done that before. But here's my point. Is that you can get framed or accused of doing something that you didn't do. And it will impact the way that you view life. Let's say that you're in, invited to a big gathering, a, a big party, a big celebration. And, and while you are going in, you're right getting ready to go in. Your friend who brought you, invited you, said, hey, I want to let you know something real quick. Nobody in this party likes you. They think you're a bigot, a white supremacist full of pride, and nobody likes you. Well, that's going to set a certain frame as you walk into that party. You walk into that party and everyone's grinning. Hey, how you doing, man? You're like, you ain't nothing but a bunch of fakes. I know that you don't like me. You think I'm a supremacist. You think that I'm a hard-hearted. You think I'm full of pride. And you go through this. they're, They're sharing to you of what people thought about you as you went to the party, set a frame of mind, a mindset. And so you're thinking the entire time, man, nobody likes, what am I doing here? And everyone is faking it. Everyone's smiling at me. Then after the party, you're walking out and your friend goes, you didn't really believe me, did you? I made that all up. I was just joking, man. Everybody here loves you. They all liked you. Change your frame of mind again. Our frame of mind on how we do things, how we enter into a party. If you think, I I love Wendell Smith, passed away many years ago, but he had a frame of mind. And his frame of mind is, everyone loves me. Everywhere I go, I just know that I'm loved. And when you have that right perspective, that frame of mind, it will change everything in your life. Your frame of mind, you could call it strongholds because the bible uses this word strongholds strongholds are they're they're very powerful why do you think a stronghold is called a stronghold because it's a stronghold and it's hard to break out of so you build a stronghold by your thoughts i call it a house of thoughts so you think a certain way over and over and over and you, you uh, strengthen that house of thoughts with wrong thinking and before you know it, it is a stronghold and it's hard to break out. In a stronghold, nothing bad leaves and nothing good comes in. You're just stuck. But I want to let you know today, according to God's word, you can change. You can change. I want to read a scripture in just a moment that proves to you that you can change. I was uh, trying to open up a lock the other day. I've opened it up many times. I just didn't happen to have my lens on, my readers, right? And so it was kind of dark. I didn't have my readers on. And and I'm like, what's wrong with this thing, man? I've opened this many times. Did somebody change the combination? Nobody had changed the combination. It had a six in it, but I had an eight. So it wouldn't open. Finally, I got the the light right, and I got the distance just right, and I go, ooh. 
uh, it will never open. It's got an eight. I, I need to change it to a six. But think about that in your life right now when it comes to wrong mindsets. If the right mindset is a six and you view everything as an eight, it's going to jack you up in life. You need to reframe. You need to put some different lens on. You need to look through different lens. You need to think differently. And, and I think that God really wants to do that in some of our hearts and lives today. If you see through a negative frame, all you see is this is how you talk, complaining and whining, hopeless. You have a depressed frame. You have a shame frame. You have a fearful frame. You have what anxiety frame. All those different frames. I want to let you know that you can name your frame. God wants to change your frame. He wants to change your frame, your frame of mind today. And how many of you know that it can happen today? You're like, oh, I'll do it another day. I'll do it next week. I'll do it. I'll go to counseling session. I'll go to you can begin changing your wrong frame of mind today. We're going to dive into that. I'm going to prove it to you right now. Science has, you know, used to say, you know, your, your brain couldn't change, and that, that's nothing but a bunch of lies, because the Bible always has said that you can change. I want to read uh, Romans 12, 2 out of the message, then New Kings James, and um, show you that you can change, you can reframe, you can even break out of frames, you can change a frame, and you can be uh, way different than you are today. It says this in Romans 12, 2, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking about it. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. That's the message. Listen to the New King James. And do not be conformed to this world. If you don't do nothing at all, if you don't do nothing, you'll, you'll be formed to this world. I guarantee you that. Don't do nothing. It's like if you're lost, don't do nothing, you'll stay lost. If, you're, if, you, if you don't do anything not to conform to this world, you're going to form. And it goes on to say, but be transformed. Here we go. You can change. Your mind can change. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You want to know the will of God for your life? It comes through renewing your mind. Because through renewing your mind, you're going to be transformed. You're going to, you're going to enter into metamorphosis. You're going to metamorphy, baby. You're going to change. Not going to just be a tadpole. Listen, I'd rather be a frog than a tadpole. Come on, somebody. And we like the, the butterfly, right? You know, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It's vital that you and I look through renewed lens or renewed frame of mind, not hurt frame, not trauma frame. Hey, I've dealt with all those things most of my life. I'm not preaching something that I haven't dealt with, but I also have dealt with a new, renewed frame and new lens. God wants to do that. Elijah was a prophet, and man, I love this guy. 
there was a king, Syria, who was coming against the army of Israel, and, and Elijah could hear the sound above all the sound. We have a, a conference in January called The Sound, and it's all based on hearing the voice, the voice of God, the sound above all the sounds, the sound above all the noise, and Elijah tapped into the sound, and he knew what King Syria and their army was going to do. He let Israel know what was going to go on, and King Syria didn't like that. So all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, they surround uh, uh, Elijah and, 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 and his servant. And in the morning, the servant gets up and looks out, and he's like freaking out, man. He's like, we're surrounded, Elijah. And this is what the, the servant said. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And the servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? And I love what the master said. Now, now feel this. He said this. He, he started with this. Fear not. Say that with me. Fear not. Look at your, your husband, your neighbor, your friend, your son or daughter. Look at him right now and say, fear not. I don't care what you're faced with. This is the, listen, this is the number one tactic of the enemy is to get you to fear. The enemy wants to get in your heart and cause you to fear. I believe this is number one tool to bind you up. The lie of fear will handicap you. Fear not. If you're prophetic, I'm going to tell you right now, fear comes after you. Fear not. And he goes on to say, hey, listen, look, look right there. Look, look, look all around. He, he prayed over his eyes. His eyes saw new through new lens. He had an adjustment. He reframed. He looked in the mountain. And before you know it, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. Not just chariots, but chariots of fire. There was more for them than there was against them. Do you know what? That still hasn't changed. There's more for you than there are against you. If God be for you, who can be against you? I just, I write, I read every day in my grandson, my grandson number two, Bible, Jameson, and I wrote in his little Bible this morning, because I hope to give it to him. I wrote in his little Bible, God plus one is the majority. I don't need 20,000 people, yo. I got God on my side. And when you got God on your side, reframe your mind. Change the way that you're thinking. Caleb and Joshua, 10 others, can't even remember most of those names. They were sent in to scout out, to spy out the the promised land. God's already told them it's a good land, a, a land flowing with milk and honey. I want, to, I want to send you in there to spy it out. And they were in there, what, 40 days. The 12 come out. 10 of them have a wrong frame of mind, man. A wrong frame of mind. We can't go in there. Man, we're like grasshoppers. They're going to devour us. They are absolutely having a meltdown. And Caleb, let me, let, me, let me swing my version on what Caleb said. Caleb said, shut up. Just shut up with all that. Caleb's like, hey, hey, let's go right now, yo. We, we can take them right now. Let's go take the land. We're, we're promised from the Father. That's a good land. And Joshua was with him. And the Bible says Caleb was a man with a different spirit. 
See, he had a different lens. He had a different reframe of mind. Those 10 people, you don't think complaining affects people around you? You don't think complaining is evil? You're like, well, oh, Jay, Joe, it's not like porn, you know. It ain't like I'm slamming dope. It's not like I'm stealing. Well, these 10 guys who came back complaining and whining, you know what happened? For 40 days, they were in the, in the land uh, spying. They spent 40 years, one year per day because of their complaining and their bad report. This people, they just for 40 years were lost in the desert for their 40 days of complaining, of spying out. How many of those 10 made it into the promised land? How many of the 12 made it into the promised land? Only two, Caleb and Joshua. Where's the others at? Their bones are in the desert. None of that generation made it in. Only the generation that they said was going to get devoured, their little ones, made it into the promised land. Why? They had the wrong frame of thinking. They had the wrong lens on. God wants to change some thinking in here today. He wants to change some lens in here today. Because it's going to impact the way that you live, the way that you view people, everything around you. I got this board here for a reason. Got a little frame. Your, your little frame may be just like this right here. All you do is you come in, you're like, man, let's just talk about church for a minute. Because I, you know, I'm a pastor. I hear about it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, uh, music's too loud for me, Pastor J.O. It's too dark for me, Pastor J.O. You didn't, you didn't say not. You didn't say hi to me, Pastor J.O. Nobody smiled at me, Pastor J.O. And all it becomes is a me church. Just like this. Me, me, me. It's all about me. Church should be all about me. Smile at me. Pray for me. Worship me. Set the volume for me. Set the lights for me. But the church is not about me. The church is about we. Come in with the mindset of like, hey, you know what? So, somebody may not smile at me, but I'm going to smile at them. Somebody may not pray for me. Come on, Cody. He's a great example of it. But I'm going to pray for them. I don't care if they don't play my favorite music. I come to worship Jesus. I come to shout down the preacher. Come on. I come to, I come to I maybe share the gospel with someone. I come to say hi to somebody when they walk through the front door. And all of a sudden, there is a mindset from me church to we church. That's just one example. Just a mindset. I was, I was uh, driving this week. And all of a sudden, I'm driving. I'm thinking, I'm stressed. I'm I'm busy. I'm just running from one place to the other, phone calls. And I'm like, man, I don't even know what it's like having a Sunday, Sunday. What do they call them? Drive. Sunday drive. What does that mean, Sunday drive? Just like, I'm just, 
And I'm just whining in my car, just me and the Holy Spirit, just complaining, just busy, just busy, busy, busy. And it was like, wham. It's like the Holy Spirit just, what are you preaching on this weekend? You might need to reframe. I started in a moment. I, I did it with a bad attitude in the beginning. I was like, okay, I'm going to reframe. And then I started thinking, man, I got a beautiful wife. I got beautiful kids. I got two grandsons. Now one got dedicated last night. God's called me faithful to put me in the ministry. Pastor a beautiful church in a beautiful country, in a beautiful city. And I just started reframing my mind. And when I got to where I was going, I actually had a good attitude. See, your mama can't reframe your mind. Your daddy can't reframe your, your husband, your spiritual wife can't reframe your mind. You have to reframe it. You have to choose today. You might be here for the first time, like, I don't like that bald-headed preacher. You need to reframe that. You don't have to like me, but you do have to love me. That's the truth. Maybe you're living through a frame that someone else put on you. I was talking to a set of grandparents this morning, and they were saying their, their, their granddaughter just did not do well in sports here that seemed like the coach was against, told her that she was never going to do anything in, in this sport, and now she's in another city under another coach, and she's visiting a big college back east right now because somebody believed in her. Somebody might put a frame on you that you don't want. Somebody may frame you from your, your, your older, older brother, older sister, a, a mom, grand, whoever it may be. There's a guy named David, and David, all he did was go out to the battleground to bring some food for the general and some of the military and for his brothers. And as soon as he gets there, his older brother, Eliab, starts putting a frame on him. The Bible says that Eliab gets mad. He's angry. I, I, I think I know why. Because the, Eliab and, and the king and all the army of Israel are scared spitless of nine foot nine, kind of right here, eyes to the goal of the basketball, Goliath, jungle breath, uncircumcised Goliath. They're scared spitless of him. And now little David comes out and, 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 and the older brother's trying to put a frame on him. Oh, oh, I know why you're here. You're here to watch the battle. Oh, I, I, where are you? Where, where's those sheep? You take care of daddy's sheep. Just started trying to frame him. Frame him. Has somebody put a frame on you? Oh, you're never going to do anything. You're going to be a loser all your life. You're going to be in jail. You're going to be an addict. You're going to be like your mother. You're going to be like your grandma. Ah, words. And then the king tried to do it. The king comes. David's ready. He's, he's ready to go, man. He's like, on like Donkey Kong, man. We will, we will rock you. He's ready. I'm going to cradle you to sleep with a rock. 
And the, the king tries to put a frame on him. Look, look what the king says. And Saul said to David, by the way, who's going to take Saul's place? Oh, you, you, you read your Bibles. Come on. Who's going to take Saul's place? Come on. Come on, somebody. Look, look. And, and Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. You're not able. For you are a youth. And he, a man of war from his youth. Let me just put a frame on you, little Davy, 150 pounds, 15 years old. If you're uh, 20 and under right now, I want you to stand to your feet. 20 and under. Let no one despise you for your youth. Let no one despise you because of your youth. Let no one despise you because you're you. Come on, let no one despise you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's all up in this place. David's all up in this place. Jeremiah's all up in this place. Let no one despise you because of your youth. Let nobody put a frame on you because you're a youth. You're a man and a woman of God right now. Right now. Don't listen to lies any longer. It's not like, oh, when I'm 21, I'm going to get anointed and, and I'm going to... No, no, no. You're called now. God calls you before the womb. Yep. And it's left up to you to walk in the calling of God on your life right now. Right. I prophesy that over you right now that you walk in your God-given authority, your God-given calling on your life. Be men and women of God today. Don't wait till another day. This is your day. You're somewhere in the future, and you look much better than you do. You're somewhere in the future, and you look much better than you do right now. That's you. That's from my old friend, Kim Clement, who prayed for me, and I was never the same. He's passed away now, but he really impacted my life. If people have tried to frame you, put a frame on you, don't listen to it. Now listen to me real good. David had his own frame. David believed a certain way about himself. His brother tried to say this. His king tried to say this. Jungle breaths, uncircumcised Philistine tried to say this. But David knew who he was. He had, I got to read it, it's so good. You got to understand that David was a giant slayer before he ever came out there because he knew who he was and he knew what he had done and he had a right mindset because of what he had been through. Listen to this. And David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. When it rose again, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, this is real important because you gotta understand David knew where his strength came from. David knew it wasn't him. He wasn't a cocky, prideful, little arrogant punk. 
He knew who lived inside of him. And he knew who, how he was able to grab a lion by the mane, a beer, bear by the beard, and take the lamb out and, and, and kill those animals with his bear. He knew where his strength came from. Look what it says. Say this with me. The Lord. Oh, you got... Please, please. The Lord. Come on, the Lord, man. He knew what it was about. It says, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion. Ooh, it makes me want to cry. And the paw of the bear. He will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are absolutely a 15-year-old buck 50 crazy little guy. But if this is what you believe, you go for it, baby. That's not what he said. That's my version. He says, go and the Lord be with you. And you know what he did. David had his own frame of mind because of what he had lived through and saw the faithfulness of God. He knew what God was able to do in and through him. What frame are you looking through today? I was thinking about even after last night and the 909. And some of us, God wants to break us out of our frames. You see that window right there? That window, everybody turn, you can turn your head that way unless you got a broke neck or something. Look right there. <laughs> Look at that for, See, you, you're limited right there of what you can see. That window is framed, right? And the closer I get to it, the better I can see. I can see a little bit more. Some of us are so hindered by frames. You don't see everything that God has for you. You don't see what God wants to do in and through your life. We so limit, I don't want to scream over the little baby. We so limit God because we just look through the frame and the closer I get, I can get, I can even see more. I put my face up to the mirror, up to this window right here. I can see more. But God has so much more for you. Some of you, God just doesn't want to reframe you. You know what he wants to do? He wants to get rid of your frame. He wants to get rid of the frame that has limited you for years and years and years. You've looked through that window. You've never stuck your head out of the window, just up to the face. You're limited in what you can see and what you can do. But that's not what God has for you. Let me share a couple of things that I think you should look at today in the area of reframing. I think that we need to look at reframing in the area of unhealthy, emotional, mental health. God wants to touch our minds and our hearts and our emotions. He wants to heal our damaged emotions. That's one. Another one is an area of, of looking at the future wrong. I believe he has a great future for everyone in this place. But you got to reframe. Even in the area of health, I've battled health. My wife's battled health problems, but it doesn't, it doesn't change the frame of God's word. By his stripes, we were healed. Even the area of relationships, you may be sent by a dude right now, you call your husband, you're like, man, he is a knucklehead, J.O. I am married to the biggest knucklehead in this room. I don't know. You might be, but God can change you. You may be saying, J.O., I married this woman. I thought I knew her. I don't, I don't even have a clue who she is today. And maybe it's not her. Maybe she looks more like Jesus, and you need to catch up, right? Whatever. 
But my point is, is no matter, it doesn't matter. Take the dynamite, quit throwing the dynamite back and forth, waiting to see who's going to blow up. Somebody be mature enough, grab the dynamite, cut the wick. Come on, both grow up, maturity. Come on, somebody. That's right. Reframe. Like my bad attitude driving around, I had to reframe it. There's a door right over there. That door's closed. You can turn your neck now this way unless it's broke. <laughs> see that door? That door has, a, door has a frame. Can't see anything out of it. So many of us, we limit with doors and we limit with frames. And, 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 and yeah, I know that he wants to reframe, but I, God's able to just kick your door open. And do you, how many of you know that God speaks through doors? He really will. He can shut a door, I expect a greater door. He can open a door that no man can shut. He can shut a door that no man's open. And all of a sudden, that door is on a frame. And look, boom, open. You can look out of it, right? You're limited to what you're seeing right now, right? But look what I'm about to do, yo. Woo! I got 360 degrees out here. It's sunny and it's blue. But so many of us, we want to stay right in here in our little comfort. Oh, stay right there. Stay within my little frame. God wants to reframe today. He wants to give you the grace. Everything may not be reframed today, but I think that God's going to do, he's going to bring a deposit to you. And just like me driving around this week, re remembering, J.O., what are you preaching on? Reframing? Well, you stinking need to reframe your bad attitude right now. You're right, Jesus. And I personally wanted to pray for you today. How many of you know you find what you look for? You find what you're looking for. You come to church, you're like, well, I'm here. I hope they play my favorite song. If they don't, I ain't lifting my hands. Whatever. Whatever. You find what you look for. What does a vulture look for? Huh? Death. Let me go find an old nasty dead cow, rotten maggots, stinky. The vulture's like, oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, that's where I'm going. Bring all my friends, all my vulture friends. Let's all gather here. Those are the, what is this, what, what does it say? The birds of the flock together. All the vultures come together. Found what we were looking for, death. And so many people I run into, Debbie Downers. Wah, wah, wah. And so you could be a Debbie Downer, but it's time to change that. Because what does a hummingbird look for? Nectar, life, going to regenerate. You look for and you find what you're looking for. I want to pray for you today. Right where you are, if you're here and you're like, mm, I know the Holy Spirit's speaking to me. I need to reframe some different areas I need to put some different lens on today. If that's you, right where you are, I just want you to stand up. I want to pray for you personally today. This is the altar call. Healing team, if you would go ahead and make your way up here, I'm going to announce you in just a moment, healing team.
don't stand up out of just because everyone's doing it. Stand up because it's a conviction of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you would, I want you to put one hand on your heart and one head, hand on your brain. And I just want to pray for you right now. I'm believing. The Bible says the anointing breaks every yoke. I'm believing in a moment of time, prayer, God can do something. Right now, I'm believing from traumas in this area, traumas in your life, rejection in your life, things that's happened to you in your life. I'm believing that God's going to do something so beautiful and powerful right now in reframing, renewing, pulling down strongholds, putting new lens on, on your life, seeing through new eyes. <sighs> Father, I lift up every one of your sons and daughters right now. I'm praying that you would move so mightily. Your arm is not too short. I pray, God, that you would pull down strongholds in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every lie of the enemy be defeated. Bow at your cross, at your feet today. Father, every wrong mindset be pulled down in Jesus' name. I'm praying, Father, reframing would take place. Renewing would take place. Now, I know it's a process, but I know that you can do something in a moment of time. You've done it with me. Let truth now bring freedom and liberty to the hearts and minds of your sons and daughters. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. I thank you, Holy Spirit. You're the spirit of truth. You're the great counselor. You lead us into all truth. Holy Spirit, move mightily, blowing through the chambers of hearts and minds today. Father, do what you want to do in our lives in reframing, removing frames, helping us stick our head out the window, walking through doors. Let it be a new day, new day in Jesus' name. And everyone said,